0: Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog.
1: This week, we discuss three false Shoujo series I'm the villainess, so I'm taming the final boss, Raven of the Inner Palace, and Bibliophile Princess. Joke. shall we begin with i'm the villainous i'm taming the final boss
0: sure let's go ahead
1: so this one is wait is it an isek- yeah it is an isekai the girl is the villainous like it says but instead of uh i guess the most famous of this is uh the farming one what's it called again
0: my next life as a villainous all routes lead to doom
1: yeah that one that one, yeah. she, uh, she like tries to learn survival by farming and being very nice to change her fate. This one, she goes and, uh, starts hitting on the guy who's gonna murder her in the game. Uh, but fortunately, it turns out he's a nice guy.
0: Yeah. So even though the premise is very similar, right, where you have these girls who are reborn into a game, an ultimate game that they're very familiar with, and not as themselves or some, like, NPC, they're reborn as a character that is intended to be the villainous, right? Right. And they sort of circumvent all these expectations in their own ways. And here, like you said, it's giving two shits about the hero and the guys that are supposed to be the love interest for the main character girl. I mean, she's the villainess, so she's supposed to die. (laughs) Mm. And she just goes straight to the guy who's supposed to be the villain, the guy who's supposed to kill her. And strikes up an unlikely romance, but it's like pretty obvious from the very beginning, since he's a pretty guy, that (laughs) it's going to turn into a romance.
1: Yeah, this one's a bit different from the All Gods Lead to Doom and that one, like everyone's pretty much a nice, nice person, yeah, this one the the main character is kinda kinda evil,
0: oh, if she's evil, she just isn't gonna put up with shit,
1: oh I mean not the not the villainous like the the main character of the original game,
0: oh yeah, how they're like manipulative and
1: yeah, and the an the friends a- she was going to marry originally is total asshole,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't see how he could at all be considered the hero if his personality is the same. I mean, I'm assuming it's different in the game. And she's just, like, seeing it for real now. Yeah, I think so.
1: But, uh, saying show. I, I mostly like it. I like all the cute animals.
0: The animals are adorable. Like, I love the the bat that she befriends. She quickly befriends most of the demons, right? Yeah. Something that I thought was really interesting in this show was the confrontation that she has with the original like hero and the girl. I mm. guess and I, the girl's not considered a hero. She's like the she's the protagonist, right? She's supposed to be the love interest,
1: the villainess, and
0: how quickly? No, no, no the the actual supposed to be main uh, okay. girl.
1: Yeah, the the supposed hero.
0: Right? How quickly she shrugs them off and it goes to face. The person who's supposed to kill her, who is the demon lord, and how quickly that that side is wrapped up. I thought that would be more something for Endgame, that that would go all the way through to the last episode, and it wraps up within the first arc. Yeah, and we're already in a different setting now. I think we're sort of in a second arc that looks like it is rapidly closing as well.
1: It seems like it. This I was not expecting it to go in the direction it did uh, with her Same. going to school as a boy.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> getting like Orin High School host club vibes, right? How she was yeah. totally dressed up as a guy, cut her hair. No one thinks that she's a girl. Well, I think it there's one person here who guys. can tell. Yeah, and it's a very misogynistic school. <laughs> and a similar idea, though. It's interesting. Again, different from All Rats Lead to Doom. They both have their fair amount of magic. And they kind of hint about darker magics in All Routes Lead to Doom. While here, in Taming the Final Boss, it's right in your face from the beginning with the Demon Lord. And that's like a big deal in this second arc, uh, is that this dark magic is like influencing perhaps why the guys are so terrible in this world
1: i still don't entirely understand the setting there like why is the demon king the prince's brother
0: yeah right because you would typically think that that means that they're half or something maybe they had a demon parent and a human parent
1: oh i see i thought they were just fine. i didn't really think about it
0: well i think that's what they say for the second intended villain right which is supposed to be like a spin-off game off of the first game <laughs> <laughs> the president of the school that she hiding out in he's right. supposed to be the villain i think they say and i believe he confesses that he's like the child of a human and a demon but i'd have to go back and rewatch it okay
1: hmm. uh yeah i'm curious uh what's gonna be next because it seems very uh episodic in these arcs
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming that this will wrap up fairly soon. And then, where could they go from here? Not another kingdom? Or do you think that she'll actually end with a marriage, maybe?
1: Another spin off game?
0: <laughs> another spin off game? Well, I mean, no, because that's totally not at all in any game, right? Because yeah. he's supposed to go crazy, demon-esque dragon, and she's supposed to be dead. So it would be new territory if it went that way.
1: That's true. It does seem like it's uh, already diverged pretty far. That part of the setting seemed to have like less impact than in All Grouts Lead to Doom, since they diverged from the story so early. Yeah. And so totally. Yeah,
0: I think it's interesting, like you said, how quickly they've diverged from the original game, and so it makes it really mysterious. Like You, know, you have no idea where this is going to go now.
1: Yeah. So how did you feel about this overall?
0: Well... I was going to say that I liked the first arc more than the second arc, but I think I like them equally well. There's nothing that's really stand out to me. I'm just having fun with her as a character. And I also really like the flirtiness that she has with the Demon Lord. Her and Claude's (laughs) chemistry is pretty funny.
1: Yeah, that's true. What about you? I think that's my favorite part as well, her uh, interactions with the demon lord and her personality. Uh-huh.
0: Like the whole duck suit thing is so weird, but also <laughs> silly.
1: Yeah, and over, overall I like it, but uh, it's not the not my favorite show ever, but it uh, has its good points.
0: It's hard to really recommend this other than say like there's not that many notable isekai or shoujo this season. This is the one that I probably like the most. And if you like look at the staff, they have a director, Kumiko Habara, and the only work that she's directed that I really recognize is I'm Standing on a Million Lives, which I think we both like.
1: Yeah, I like that. This one doesn't have too much in common with it, though.
0: No, not really. Um, I mean, I really liked that one, which is also sort of an isekai, right? Right. But I felt like that had a lot more conflict and more drama than this one does. This one is a little bit more formulaic.
1: Yeah, I felt the same. I'm surprised you said that uh, the shoujo is weak this season Because I, I don't know, maybe they just haven't been the type of shoujo shows I like, but I, I feel like I haven't seen a good shojo show in a while.
0: Why is that surprising then? Because I said there aren't that many. Like There there are okay ones, but there's nothing stand out to me this season that I would consider a shoujo.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I thought the shoujos are better this season than usual.
0: They are. They're They're better in quantity and quality, but nothing is standout.
1: Yeah, I agree. Should we move on to the next one?
0: Sure. Raven of the Inner Palace. Another romance, fantasy, primarily mystery, would you say?
1: Yeah, uh, there's very episodic so far, and uh, someone brings a mystery to this girl and she solves it. It often involves like uh, dead people's spirits and stuff. There's kind of an overarching plot of uh, some romance with the emperor.
0: Not so obvious hidden emperor, right? Like everyone but her knows who he is.
1: Wait, she doesn't know who he is?
0: Has that been revealed lately? Because I'm pretty sure she doesn't know who he is for most of the episode so far. She just keeps calling him like the eunuch.
1: Oh, I thought she was just bullying him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she does not know who he is.
1: That's hilarious. I I hadn't even realized
0: that. Or if she realizes who he is, it's not something that is brought up until I think when she interrupts that plot and then he happens to be there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was revealed there and I'd have to go back and refresh it, but the episodes preceding that, I'm pretty sure she has no clue and she just thinks he's some eunuch staff member.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: But yeah, I think with drew both of us to this originally was the setting, right? And the right. style.
1: I, I love this. This is an entire genre of manga. And I I eat this shit up. And I just read the, uh... uh what's it called? Story of the Stone. Which is kind of like the, the classic palace romance intrigue genre. Seminal work.
0: Is that set in China or in Japan?
1: China, China. Most of them are okay. set, are set in China. This one, I've I think it's fantasy China. Yeah, but th- this one's been a d- bit disappointing to me, to be honest. I think mainly, oh, really? yeah, I think it's mainly just I don't, I don't really like their mystery of the week style of shows.
0: I'm pretty sure that's more my thing than yours.
1: Yeah, have you liked the mysteries of the week in the show?
0: Yeah, they're very simple though. I like mm-hmm. the vibe, I like the idea, but they don't resonate with me as much as say Hell Girl. If you ever saw those series.
1: Yeah, I think I saw like one season of it.
0: Yeah, there are quite a few series of Hellgirl, and I found that those episodic mysteries slash horror were a lot more poignant. They were more graphic and memorable. These ones are just sort of softball mystery, you know, like have ghosts, but they're not scary ghosts at all, because they're all like (laughs) well-meaning ghosts. (laughs) And they're all wrapped up within the episode pretty quickly, and a lot of time is spent Just like talking with different members of the palace with the emperor and like with her liking different foods and being bribed by him. I don't know. It's a weird vibe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think what you said about the mysteries is true of most of the show. It's just very tame. It feels very uh, unambitious, especially with the palace intrigue. Like, there's the servant girl who had those fights, and there was that one spy. But none none of it is very, it's all very tame.
0: Well, I guess something you can look at as more consequential is like, they do talk about people being killed. Right. Different members being shushed and assassinated, people hanging uh, and making it look like a suicide. Like, that's all pretty dark stuff. But I don't know if it's because of like the color palette and how quickly they go over it, but none of it actually feels very extreme very scary.
1: Right, and Isn't I, I think weird? like like you said they they just talk about it. It all happens kind of off-screen mostly in the past. Yeah. So it, it doesn't feel very immediate,
0: which is a shame because like I know that this is a pretty show. It has very pastel-like colors except for the Raven concert who I think is intentionally like she's supposed to be exceptional. Mm-hmm. And so she does have like darker colors with her dyed black hair. And like her scenes where she does her magic are kind of more vibrant, but overall, this is a very washed out kind of color show, and it comes through to the writing, which to me feels very washed out.
1: Yeah, it's very like dark color palette. I thought as well.
0: Oh wait, so I thought it's light. You say it's dark.
1: <laughs> well, like the her clothes are bright, but most of the backgrounds are dark. A, a mm-hmm. lot of things have seem to happen at night. Or maybe oh, that's that's true. just because the colors are dark. I mm-hmm. don't know. For, for me, it's uh, it felt very dark colors, and it's, a, it's uh, it doesn't catch your eye too much.
0: There's not much in the show that catches my eye, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this was a bit of a disappointment. I, I think this is my least favorite of the three we're doing so far.
0: So what's keeping you watching it, then?
1: Oh, the palace, palace setting. The hope that soon there will be more betrayal, more intrigue.
0: Well, they have to, right? They better. Because this whole mystery about her family, right, where she originally Mm. comes from, what happened to all of them, how she's hiding as the Raven Consort. And, like, to me, there's also that big mystery around the Raven Consort itself. Like, why are they special? How do they have this magic how does that tie in with the palace and the emperor? That that's all stuff I hope we get at the end, but right now they've just kinda of been mentioning it and kinda of pushing it aside.
1: Yeah. Even if they do go into that, I'm I'm not too hopeful. I, I think the key part of the palace drama is like how personal it can get when your servant backstabs you.
0: <laughs> you wanna see her servant backstab her? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I totally want that.
0: I really don't think it's gonna happen.
1: I know, it's not gonna happen. But <laughs> If it was good, there would be more backstabs, there would be lots of adultery. This is what makes the the palace drama good.
0: I mean, they talk about it with all the gossiping ladies and waiting in the different concerts, but we don't get to see it. We
1: don't get to see it. I want to see the betrayals, the cheating. It's the wrong
0: show for that, Draggle.
1: I know, I know. Oh, well, I can dream.
0: Do you want to move on then to your preferred shoujo of the season?
1: How did you know it's my preferred one? I just know. You're right. The Final Princess is my preferred shudder of the season. Is it yours, too? Or do you like Last Boss?
0: I think Final Boss is my favorite. I don't know. It's it's kind of close. But I do think I like that one more just because I laugh more.
1: Okay. I Yeah. The the character is funnier in that one. But this one has some funny moments, too. Like the, uh, the villain in the latest episode. He was so dumb, I was laughing.
0: Well, do you want to give like a short synopsis oh, of yeah. what this show is about?
1: This show is about this, uh, it's like it says, bibliophile princess. It's about a girl, a princess who loves books. And she's engaged to the prince, but she thinks it's just because he doesn't actually care about her, but he just wants to be engaged to her so he can get the other political suitors off his tail. Uh, and he's going to dump her once he finds someone he actually likes. But that that is not true, as she finds out in episode two. And uh, now they're seriously engaged in all lovey-dovey.
0: Yeah. And she's not actually a princess. She she is from like a noble family. And there was actually quite a bit of pushback, I think, from other noble houses about her being the fiancé.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the title's just there for... It sounds good. And she is engaged to a prince. Uh, I,
1: I thought if you got engaged to the prince, you've become a princess. I
0: don't think that's true until you actually marry.
1: Oh, uh, I see. Well, maybe she'll get married soon. I was actually pretty surprised how quickly the first arc resolved itself. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest.
0: Yeah, what is it with this season and like quick resolutions of yeah. these first conflicts? And then, oh, well, you know... <laughs> I think we we can be kind of fans of that as well, because there are times where, say, romances, since these are majority romances, don't resolve at all. Like, you get dragged along through the entire anime, and then there's, like, the open ending, and then you don't even see the results of this coupling, right? At least with these ones, yeah, it's a short arc. That is wrapped up pretty quickly, but it also results in them being a couple, which is refreshing, isn't it?
1: No, I prefer them not being a comf- couple. What? I think it's much more entertaining having the like, Well, they, won't they, lots of opportunity for drama and misunderstandings, rather than just being a happy couple.
0: Man, I think that's so standard. That's so bread and butter for most romance anime up until now. I know.
1: But I think there's a reason it is, because it's, like, a successful uh, romance is, is pretty boring.
0: Okay, so do you think that this show is boring post, you know, them being clear with each other and becoming a real f- couple? So far,
1: no, because it found something else to get into, the the politics and the the racism and stuff. But I, I do think it's a bit of a lost opportunity the relationship between the, the prince and the princess is is kind of boring now, I think.
0: Hmm. I don't know if I would consider it boring so much as I just think the entire show is boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's fair.
0: Why? <laughs> <laughs> but you just said it was your preferred one of all of them, and you also think it's a little boring?
1: A little bit. It's my preferred of all of them, but that doesn't I mean it's great. <laughs>
0: Okay, wow. See, so yeah, we don't have that many great options, if any great options this season. I feel no. like we're grasping at straws here.
1: But uh, I still feel it's better than we've got for a while for Shudger's shows.
0: <laughs> I suppose.
1: There's really been a day of Shudger.
0: Yeah, Eliana as a main character, I think she's sort of the problem. I know she's the title of the show and that That's supposed to be part of her character development, the fact that she cares only about books. And so her engagement with the prince, while originally it was just a farce, right, it was him trying to, you know, he convinced her to do it, like you said, to sort of stave off other potential suitors, right? Right. But I think it was also in part as he knows that she doesn't care about him like that at the start. All she cares about are books. And so he knows that he needs to like work on her and get her to like him more than her books. Which we're starting to see that a little bit now. I'm not convinced that she likes him more than books. (laughs) I think they're like equal right now. But this has been such a slow buildup of her character that I still don't see that much personality in her.
1: Yeah, she really hasn't changed much since the start. But I, I I think she has more personality than the prince. And you think that, so? That's not praise of her personality. That's more dissing the prince. But <laughs> the prince is just like this perfect guy, the ideal boyfriend. Yeah, he is pretty
0: perfect, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You want to see some darkness to him?
1: Yeah, I want to see him like get jealous of her, and uh, do some some mean shit, poison his love rifles. Something like All that.
0: Alright, there's still more episodes, so we could possibly see that, even though I highly doubt it.
1: I highly doubt it, too.
0: <laughs> I mean, we see him get mad on her behalf, right? But that's, like, well within the realm of her being, or of them being the perfect couple and him being the perfect guy.
1: Yeah. He, he got mad on her behalf in some pretty reasonable circumstances, I think. Yeah. But I did, I did think the, the latest villain was really funny. Did you watch uh, the episode with with this Are guy? Are we
0: talking about the guy who, like, gets the kids to steal books for him?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, why do you need them to steal the books for you?
1: The whole thing made no sense. Uh, he's, like, supposed to be some powerful noble who knows the king. And he's out there, like, personally getting kids to steal books for them. So he can personally light the match in a book bonfire.
0: Okay, can you explain to me, like, why? Why did he want to get these books? Was he looking for something? Do I need to rewatch and see the motivation behind that?
1: I think there was, like, something about developing weapons. I think he, like, bought books from that doctor guy. But the... Because he was, like, blackmailing these poor gypsy people but uh the doctor gave him fake weapons or something and then somehow he needed to burn books to hide the evidence i didn't understand it
0: yeah (laughs) it sounds (laughs) dumb
1: it's so dumb yeah he just looked so ridiculous
0: i did appreciate how mad ellie got about the books
1: yeah it was kind of no burning
0: books (laughs)
1: <laughs> she she doesn't seem to care too much about uh, the, the children stealing or anything. But when it gets to burning books, unforgivable.
0: It's kind of funny thinking about her in comparison to, say, a sentence of a bookworm, right? How they're both obsessed with books. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think what makes bookworm a lot more entertaining is she is a terrible little character, isn't she? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: we don't really get to see much nuance in Ellie's personality at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we see her get mad about books. And that's about it.
1: Yeah, she she's very passive. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe she'll become more active. Maybe she'll do some poisoning.
0: I mean, she's started to become a bit more open, communicating with the prince about her concerns. I've seen quite a bit of praise from people, say, on Reddit, like in this this most recent episode where they think that it's cool that you have a couple that actually like talks to one another and communicates their concerns and I was like, really? Did they <laughs> they really talk that much?
1: Yeah, it seems yeah. like uh they she just kinda did what she wanted and then the Prince showed up and rescued her.
0: Yeah. I thought it was grasping at straws there, but maybe it's also talking about how, you know, she feels bad that she doesn't remember him. And he remembers all of these moments from their childhood. I thought that was true.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think it's kind of her personality <laughs> she doesn't remember him. Of course not. The only thing you remember are books, so it's not that big a deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, he should write a book if he really wants her to remember him.
0: Yeah, so I don't know where we're going from here. But yeah. I'll probably stick around through to the end. Yeah,
1: I think I'll watch it too. I definitely wouldn't uh, praise it as an ideal romance though, but... <laughs> So which which of these are you most likely not to finish?
0: I'm probably going to finish all of them, honestly. I've surprisingly had no problem keeping up with shows this season. Maybe it's because I dropped so many of them?
1: Oh, really? I find a lot of trouble. I still only watch the first episode of my favorite shows.
0: Yeah, but that's totally you. I think maybe it's because I'm not watching too many of them with Kewu, and since we don't get to watch anime that often together, that's what usually holds me back on being up-to-date week-to-week. But then also, I don't know if it's... Maybe they're spread out a little bit more across the week? It does seem that way. There's there's a lot
1: early in the week, which usually is uh, less packed.
0: So, yeah, I've been able to juggle it, oddly enough.
1: Good, good. I'm still on episode one of Chainsaw Man and Gundam, but otherwise oh. I'm keeping on <laughs> <laughs> Those are your
0: favorites of the season?
1: I think actually my favorite... Well, I don't know, because I only watched the first episode. They they were my favorite first episodes, but I think at the moment my favorite is actually Do It Yourself,
0: which oh, okay. is shocking,
1: I know, since it seems like it should not be my thing.
0: No, that one does crack me up quite a bit.
1: Yeah, what's your favorite?
0: I think I like Akiba Made War quite a bit.
1: Actually, yeah, that's, that's a contender for my favorite, too
0: and spy family ever since the dog entered i've just been enamored of course,
1: <laughs> of course. i told you you like the dark
0: yes you are absolutely right <laughs> and um gundam has been weird but entertaining so good
1: good yeah. it seemed that way from the first episode
0: but I am also really liking Do It Yourself. Something that I usually love that I've been oddly not loving so much this season is Golden Kamoi. Just because some of them have just really felt like spin-off stories that I get confused and don't remember who these characters are.
1: Oh, I forgot. That's the third show I've only watched the first episode of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've watched a couple episodes and I remember getting really confused in some of them. Ah, uh, that's
1: too bad. But overall really good season. Y'all should look forward to our further discussion of some of these better shows.
0: Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Anime Podcast, or on their individual accounts at Drago underscore Koon and at Anime b
1: Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find
0: us on Google Play